Hey, before we begin, I wanted to let you know about a campaign I'm taking part in called Two Pods a Day. The campaign aims to introduce podcast listeners to two independent podcasts every day for the month of July. We hope to give visibility to some of the great indie podcasts that are just out there waiting to be discovered. So listen more, listen indie. Yeah, I said it. I said the slogan. Find more shows like mine by following hashtag two pods a day. That's the number two, yeah, not the word. Hashtag two pods a day on Twitter and Facebook. Or if social media is not your bag and hats off to you good people, there's twopodsaday.com. Welcome to Ragbag. My name's Frank Burton. As promised, here is a very special episode. I'm very excited about this, guys. As far as I know, it's a podcasting first. No shout-outs this time, and I don't have time to answer any of your questions this edition, because I am going to be eating an orange. Welcome to the Orange Special. Like 
permission from God to search out the blue. So here we have it, this glorious piece of fruit right in front of me. I'll be putting some pictures of this process on Twitter and Facebook so you can see what I see. Yeah? Don't want you to miss out on uh, what is a very much a visual experience. I don't know about you, but the first thing I always notice about oranges is the colour. Because for a start, it's the only fruit that's named after the colour of its skin. Blueberries don't count, because for a start they're not blue, and also they're not called blue, they're called blueberries. Don't get me started on blueberries, they do my nutting, man. Because they reckon they're better than everyone else, don't they? What is a superfood anyway? It's just childish, childish terminology. Also, I guess it's worth pointing out that an orange is the only thing that's named after the colour that it is, fruit or otherwise. Correct me if I'm wrong. So the first thing I see looking at this is the colour. And the thing about oranges are, they really are orange, aren't they? This one has a real vibrant glow to it. I also, I wonder where, where the word comes from. Is the colour orange named after the fruit, or is the fruit named after the colour? I don't know. The next thing I see are the subsidiary colours, the faded green of the stem. This one's wilting a little, could be mistaken for a dead moth. I like the stems when they're properly ripe, you know, little green stars. I like those luminous ones from my bedroom ceiling as a child. I used to lie with my eyes open watching these glow-in-the-dark plastic stickers slowly losing their lights until the room was pitch black. I wonder what I was thinking about at the time. Or maybe I wasn't thinking about anything. Maybe I was doing what I'm doing right now, which is staring at an everyday object, examining it, soaking up the experience. Then there's these tiny dark spots on the orange skin and the wrinkles. The more you examine this skin, the more you realise how human-like it is. Makes you wonder how close you are to cannibalism. Ain't that right, fruitarians? I'm vegan, right? So I'm a couple of shades less hardcore 
than you guys. I sympathise with your objectives, but looking at this orange, I'm wondering why you've chosen to reject vegetables on moral grounds, but not fruit. Fruit is just like you. It's your brother. It's skin and it's flesh. And how do you express these feelings of kinship? You eat it. Heartless. Just kidding, guys. Much respect. Don't have a go at the fruitarians, Frank. They're an easy target. Just uh, running my fingers over the surface of the orange now, getting a feel for it. And I've noticed that it's colder than the air around it. It's not been refrigerated. It's been sitting in the fruit bowl. There's an apple here, and yeah, let's have a feel. At, yeah, the orange is colder than the apple. What's that about? If anyone out there can explain that to me, please do get in touch. Let's just have a bit more music and then we can uh, dig a little deeper into the uh, mystery that is the orange. I am enjoying this. This is good. Good. The orange special. Why didn't I think of this before?
Thanks for the pizzas, by the way, whoever sent them. I mean, I had to send them back because of my dietary requirements and um, not having the money to pay for them and everything, but it was a sweet gesture. A little in-joke there. I do like it. Two of you decided to pull that stunt on the same day. Ha! I know I do slag you guys off a lot, but really, ragbag listeners, you are the best. By the way, during that last tune, I did a little uh, etymological research. I googled the words, which came first, the orange or the orange? Ended up down a very strange rabbit hole. Reading some stuff about this chap, Donald Trump. I mean, I honestly don't know who that is. I've seen people, you know, rabbiting on about him on social media and that, but I'm yet to work out if he's a fictional character or doesn't seem quite plausible as a human being but um, I must say if he is real he's done very well for himself hasn't he formidable character I do have a song about him in my possession and seen as this is the orange special and Donald Trump seems to have some connection to the color orange I don't quite understand what that is either I will play the song later on look forward to that eh
R C A So this is the moment, let's get inside this thing, fingernail right now piercing the peel, damaging it beyond repair, now we're going back after this first tear, Another one. this reminds me of the many times I've squirted orange juice directly into my eye at the peeling stage in this process. A part of me can't help feeling that as delicate as I'm being here, I am causing the orange pain. I don't believe I am. Tearing off a whole strip now. What's your peeling technique, listeners? Let me know. Actually, don't let me know. To be fair, I am really enjoying the absence of shout-outs in today's edition. A well-earned break, like a proper weight off my shoulders, guys. Anyway, I'm a stripper, so to speak. I do strips, finger-sized strips. This is where that smell hits the old nostrils, the orange aroma. This is a real deal. Forget your scented candles, your air fresheners, your plug-ins. You want your house to smell nice? Peel an orange, yeah? Right, I got half of this off now, considering my next move in this little game. I reckon I can tear off the remainder of the skin in one final glorious rip. There we go, perfect, perfect. Now there's plenty of that white stringy stuff. Does that have a name? Let's look that up. I hope I don't get a completely inappropriate response this time. What are the white bits in an orange cold? Let's have a look. Pith? No, they got that wrong. Pith. Why would they call it that? Get your facts straight, um, World Health Organization. Apparently the pith of the orange contains as much vitamin C as the flesh. Not really buying that one either, guys. I'm not calling it pith. Okay, I refuse. I'll tell you what it looks like to me, and this is a callback to a previous episode, I can't remember which one, in which um, a listener got in touch to tell me about having a thing about white shoelaces. I've been thinking 
about white shoelaces a lot lately and yeah I mean the white stuff inside an orange reminds me of white shoelaces which has suddenly made this marvelous fruit all the more attractive You know what I just remembered, right? This kid at school on the bus, I won't say his name, 12 years old or thereabouts, he had a cigarette in one hand because it was the 90s and we were still a smoking culture. Yeah, 12 year olds used to smoke cigarettes on the bus. So the kid had a cigarette. Cigarette? He had a cigarette, yeah. I don't care, I'm keeping that in. He had a cigarette in one hand and an orange in the other. Now remember this kid, he was a macho type, you know? Always going on about his dad, like how much his dad could weight lift. I took these claims at face value at the time, but I've since put two and two together. He's in prison now, this kid, but I do see his dad in the street occasionally. A six-year-old girl could snap his arms in half. Anyway, he had this orange in his free hand and I could see his thought process. He was trying to figure out how to eat his orange in like a macho way and he realised that couldn't be done. So the best he could do was chomp on it like it was an apple, skin and everything. Didn't even peel it. He was a popular kid. He had the looks and the charisma. Girls loved him. Boys wanted his attention just as much. But at that moment, I had a revelation about the price I'd have had to pay if I'd been popular myself. Surely nothing was worth eating orange peel for. Come on.
Now, taste buds are poised and ready. I'm going to play a bit more music and then I'm going to eat this orange. And trust me, you do not want to miss this. It's what we in the podcasting world refer to as a climax. inspired by signs it comes at night in war for the planet of the apes was ready player one influenced by avatar wreck it ralph and the last starfighter is the hurricane heist more influenced by sharknado or geostorm these are the kinds of questions my guest co-hosts and i discuss on my podcast piecing it together every week we look at a new movie and try to figure out what other movies inspired it whether it's the story the character development tone or even use of music every movie was influenced by something that came before and we want to figure out what Check out Piecing It Together on your favorite podcast app or check us out on piecingpod.com. You can also follow us on social media at piecingpod. Piecing It Together is a part of the All Points West Podcast Network. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. This is about to get weird. Join John, Brent, and Conspiracy Bot each week as they clarify conspiracies. The first time euphemism's ever been used in this show, and I appreciate you calling me out on it. Explore enigmas. Disregard all known writing and use my method, which only works on this. Uh, you'll realize it says drink rich chocolatey oval tea inside the spaceship under the Sphinx. And probe the paranormal. Oh. Hold on a second. I- I'm-, I'm pointing the laser at the wall now. Ooh. 
71.2. Admiral Bird is here. All of this done with the misguided help of the one and only Conspiracy Bot. You're all idiots. Hysteria 51 is a hilarious expedition into the eccentric. Stop on my joke. I will when they're good. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. Remember, the truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Stay woke, meet sex.
Here's a thought for you. You know, in stories, when one character says to another one, Come with me, I've got something to show you. And they take them off and they show them something. And it always turns out to be something really important, doesn't it? A lost piece of the mystery they're solving, or a relic from a character's past that reveals something telling about them. What you never see them do is go, Come with me, I've got something to show you. And off they go, to the fruit bowl. And it's an orange. Never happens. And that, my friends, is why Ragbag the Orange Special is such an important cultural moment. Remember, I was the first person to do this, yeah? They'll all be doing their copycat pods in due course. Mark my words. Hey, my name's Clive. I'm an insurance broker from Cheatham Hill by day. But by night, I do a podcast where I eat fruit and talk about it. I call it Juicy Talk. Yeah. Hi, I'm Gillian from Michigan. I'm a practicing lawyer. But that's not what my podcast's about. Oh no. Welcome to Juicy Chats, a podcast where I eat fruit and talk about it. Yeah. And so on. Let's get stuck into this fruit then, guys. I'm going to eat this thing segment by segment. Let's stick this first one in. I'm peeling the white shoelaces off. I don't care how much vitamin C they got in them. Here we go. Pop it in. Oh. Oh, nice. Mmm. Oh, mushroom juice to the back of the throat. That's a damn fine flavour. Oh. I'll tell you what I like about oranges, right? Sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit delirious now because I've anticipated the eating of this orange and now it's actually happening. I'll tell you what I like about oranges. I like the way the segments stick together. And I like the way they come effortlessly apart in your fingers. It's like, here you go. I suppose they tried to replicate this when they came up with a Terry's chocolate orange, but you know, they made a real mess of that. Those segments do not come effortlessly apart. Sometimes you literally got to whack it with a hammer. There we go, let's have another one. There we go. Whoa. Whoa, whoa. Alright, very good. Oh. Just looking under my fingernail at the um, the residue. I got a little orange rind resting comfortably beneath my fingernail, and you know what? I'm just going to let it sit there. Rind. Now that's a good word. I like the word rind. I like what rind is. I like getting it under my fingernails. Sometimes, if I'm feeling a little bit gross. I'll lick out the rind from under my nail. Even though I don't really like the taste that much. Remember you heard this here first, yeah? Hey, I'm Dale in Brisbane. I like talking about movies and video games and superheroes and stuff like that. But on my new podcast, 
Juicy time. I'm going to be eating fruit and talking about it. Oh no you don't, Dale. Back in your box, mate. Right, just give me a little time here, a little privacy. I'll turn off my microphone and I'll finish this orange. There we are, done, done and dusted. I finished the orange, it was delicious. If I hadn't made this clear already, this has been my favorite episode of Ragbag so far. I mean, for those of you who probably aren't feeling the whole orange thing, normal service will resume again next time. I'm just enjoying the moment as it occurs. I did do a little more googling while I was eating to find out why oranges are colder than the room that they're in and if indeed they are maybe it's just this one maybe it's a magic orange it certainly felt that way nothing came up that answered the question properly and I can't be bothered to look into it any further also I rather like things just being a little bit mysterious sometimes just remaining ignorant of what's really going on or whether there's a scientific explanation for something what does it matter anyway how is it going to improve my life by finding out interesting facts about the chemical composition of citrus fruits I mean who cares really as I say normal service next time all the usual features get in touch via the email address on the website frankburton.co.uk or indeed by social media twitter is ragbag frank facebook page is ragbag podcast i'm feeling generous guys ask me anything tell me anything anything you like i really am delirious now might need to lie down after this. And just before we wrap things up, we got time for one more tune. And as promised, it's that David Rovix song. The one about Donald... Can't say the guy's name. Donald Trump. Again, I'm still not sure whether this is a real person or if it's some kind of cosmic practical joke that um, many people seem to be in on. He was born a rich man, then he got richer still by bribing politicians on Capitol Hill. 
By declaring bankruptcy, by working with the mob, by causing lots of Americans to lose their union jobs, by exporting industries to sweatshops overseas, by acting like an idiot on national TV. But now add to his accomplishments one more impressive trait. He's God's gift to the caliphate. God's gift to the caliphate. In between his beauty pageants and gambling casinos and pretending to be a self-made man in films and TV shows, Donald Trump decided he should run for president. For jihadi recruiters, his campaign was heaven sent. It's a war between religions, a civilizational fight. That's what Daesh says, and Donald Trump says that's right. All you Muslims, stay out of here. Just go join Islamic State. He's God's gift to the caliphate. God's gift to the caliphate. He's not much for statistics. He doesn't have the time between harassing women and committing corporate crime. But he's a savvy gambler. He knows how to play the game. He's got a list of groups ready-made for him to blame. He doesn't just hate Muslims, he hates Mexicans as well. And he's prepared to win the contract for the wall he wants to sell. But the terrorists around the world think he's really great. He's God's gift to the caliphate. God's gift to the caliphate. The future of the world may be technically unknown, but if the past is any indication, then Trump has set the tone, along with 27 governors and Congress people by the score, who, if we turn the clock back to 1944, would be turning back the refugees just like we did back then. Hey, that worked out so well, why not just do it all again? Because what the world clearly needs is more bile bombs and hate. And God's gift to the caliphate. God's gift to the caliphate. It's all over. Phew. Thank you for listening. I hope I've encouraged some of you to remember to eat fruit. Apologies to anyone who thought that Orange Special was a terrible idea. I'm not actually sorry. I'll be more than happy to get rid of a few idiots. That's right, I'm talking about you, Ragbag Tuba Orchestra. You know they actually change their name, don't you? <sighs> anyway, buy my book, A History of Sarcasm. It's great. You're great too. You're all great people. Apart from you. <laughs>